Bienvenida to the Latina Business Coach Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, founder of Femina Society for Latina Entrepreneurs, mentor, and business strategist. This podcast is for you if you have a massive desire to be successful and you know you have crazy potential, but you're still wondering why you're not where you want to be or even how to get started. The thing that you're missing, it's called strategy. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this podcast because, mija, you're trying to build an empire and you just need someone to tell you how. Lista? Let's go. Hello, ambiciosas, como están? This episode is so near and dear to my heart because I am bringing on one of my besties, one of my closest closest confidants, uh, because I think that in this process of life and business and becoming an entrepreneur, of starting your own business, it can get really lonely and it's hard to find people that are genuinely there for you and I just want to encourage you to not be afraid to make new friends. Uh, Jess and I met a few years back before we became coaches. We met on social media. We had tried network marketing together. We had tried a, a couple of other paths individually. And somehow we both ended up being coaches, which was so interesting. But I think it's really just because our visions and missions were so similar and so aligned. So before I formally introduce her, I'm just going to tell you guys a couple of other things that I love about Jessica Rodella. I'm saying her name like she's so official, like we're not besties, like we don't talk all the time. But seriously, as a peer and as a fellow coach, I love her work ethic. Anytime that I have ever asked Jess for something um, to speak at an event, to speak at a workshop, to come on the podcast, literally anything, I know she's always a yes. She's on time all the time. If I tell her eight, she gets her at 7.45, dress glam with coffee and lashes for real. And honestly, you guys, a lot of my business decisions are, you know, because of friends like Jess Rodella, who instead of talking me out of doing something crazy, she encourages it. Like starting this podcast in seven days, she was like, yes. Starting a community for Latin entrepreneurs, yes, right? So all of the things, uh, she is such a great cheerleader and she's just been so supportive since day one. So a lot of what you see here with Latina Business Coach within my business, in my organization, in my podcast is because of supportive friends. That's why it's so important and that's why I just want to reiterate the importance of elevating your inner circle and surrounding yourself with women who are also doing big things who also want to see you win it makes such a big difference so let me formally introduce her because seriously i could go on and on about this girl i love her so much jessica rodella is an energetic passionate authentic and vibrant individual yes she's used her past trauma struggles with binge eating body dysmorphia and lack of self-love to change her life and also to be of service to others. Jessica's not only a corporate boss babe, but also a life coach with a focus in food and body. She's helping women heal their relationship with food and body image using her seven plus years of experience, motivating clients, mentoring, public speaking, and empowering individuals to live life on their terms, while also leading and impacting change in the corporate world. 
Jess. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm so happy to have you on today and just to talk about you and what you're doing, how you're balancing life, how you're balancing your corporate job, your coaching business, and just making both of them happen, still having time to go to the gym and work out and take care of yourself. So I'm like, okay, I need the secrets. And I'm sure that lots of people listening are thinking, you know what? I want to start a side hustle. I actually really like my corporate job. There's there's people that do like their corporate jobs, believe it or not, right? And you're one of those people. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that. But there are people that actually love their job. They're good at what they do. They're coming up the corporate ladder, so to say. Maybe they're wanting to do that, but at the same time, they're wanting to start the side hustle or they've, they're trying to make time for the side hustle. And you are one of my closest best friends. Um, I love you and respect you so much professionally and as a person. And I was like, you know what, Jess is really doing the most and being able to balance both sides. So I thought, you know what, let me just bring you on and you can share all of your secrets, all of the tips and on how somebody else can do that. So a little bit about me, just about my background. I'm a proud Latina immigrant parents from Chihuahua, Mexico. And since I was little, I was instilled the hustle. So you got to work hard to have what you want and all of those stories. Definitely growing up, I I started working at like 15 at a nail salon, I remember, but I was always into the hustle and that is what drove me. But for me, it was definitely very eye-opening as I grew up because as Jessica said, I'm a multi-passionate woman and I just adore you as well, Jess. Like I remember when we first met, we just instantly, it's it's a funny story. Like yeah. when we Jessica first met, we were both blonde, lash extensions and everything. And we're like, with the same name, people would ask us if we were cousins. No, we were like, are you sisters? And we were like, yes. yeah, both our moms named us both Jessica. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yes. that's it. Yeah. It was, it was so interesting because with me and you, it was just an instant connection, but it's, we both grew up with like same morals and like same values. I know it's true. We're just soulmates. When we, we met on social media, you guys, we met on Instagram. We met for an event. We both are multi-passionate. We've tried a, a few things together, a few things separately, and we actually met for an event and I was like, hey, do you want to come to this? And Jess showed up. She didn't even know me. She didn't even know what kind of event she was showing up to. She came and I was like, wait, you look like me. And then she's like, <laughs> and we're both Jessica's and everybody's like, hey, are you guys sisters? We're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and we still get that now if we're related. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, we instantly clicked and it's always been, it's been such a good friendship ever since. Like we, I think, like you said, we're soulmates. So we definitely became best friends instantly and for me, it was just something that like, I met someone that was like minded, someone that understood the hustle, someone that was really like all in. And so this is honestly the best friendship. So my biggest recommendation is find friends that are going to uplift you that are going to be there. And just is definitely that one person for me. I know I can call her anytime and she'll answer and definitely she, she'll tell it to me straight. That's what I love about her. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, well, yes, I am that friend. But then also, we are it's just such a like equal exchange of value with us mm -hmm. that we can literally just call each other whether it's good or bad we hold space for each other and yeah honestly above everything you're right whether you are working a job or a side hustle or whatever it is like we, it's true everybody needs that one good friend that is going to pick you up and it's going to tell you no you got to keep going you got this and you're totally that friend for me too so we just love each other and we could literally talk a whole hour about how much we love each other and yeah, like seriously. how much we're just like <laughs> 
oh yeah, like we just have really been through there for each other through some hard shit and we just continue to grow and we're still growing and it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> um, so yeah, like a, so a little bit more back my, about my background is definitely growing up Latina. I was instilled those limiting beliefs and I've, I've always loved the hustle. That's always been, I'm more in my masculine energy where I'm very in my hustle to being a multi-passionate woman. I had to learn like what, because I wanted to do everything. I wanted to do it all. Yes. And I realized that I was doing it all, but I wasn't fulfilled. I was living my life on autopilot. It was the same thing, different day. And I was like, okay, there has to be something more to life. And I do work for corporate. I work in a healthcare organization and I love my corporate job. I absolutely adore it. So I'm one of those odd people that loves their corporate jobs and has a side hustle and my, both of them fuel me. And it's nice because in my corporate job, that's where I'm in my masculine energy. That's where I'm in my hustle. I'm in, you know, when you're in the corporate world, you need to know how to hold your own, especially because it's, it's like a man's world. Let's be honest. Mm. So you really have to live in your masculine energy. Um, and it's definitely different than my coaching business. So I'm a life coach. I, and I specialize in food and body in my coaching. I just flow. It's I'm totally in my feminine energy. I flow. I don't plan as much and it's totally so different. That's a little bit about my background in a nutshell. I like that you said that you're in your masculine energy and that you like channeled that. I feel like it almost needs an alter ego when you're in that job and that flow because you show up and like you're beautiful. You're a woman, right? And it's like you, I mean, again, like when, when you're in that situation, I remember my corporate background, it's almost harder. I feel like there's all these stereotypes that people are going to like put in and be like, oh, she's pretty. So she might not blah, blah, blah. Or she's this, she's that, right? And then also she's a woman and oh, oh, and she's Latina, you know, so people want to like categorize you and maybe are not going to respect blah, blah, blah. And knowing you because you're like PowerPoints and Excel sheets, like you're all of the things, like you're super official. So I'm sure you show up and you're like, siéntense. Yes. Like this is like, we are starting today and meeting adjourned. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely too, like, I think you said it, it's very two different alter egos. Like mm-hmm. in my corporate job, I show up, seriously stand my ground. Like I feel so confident in my corporate job, which is so interesting because not having a degree, that was probably my biggest insecurity. It's like, I don't have a degree. Who am I? And let me tell you, I've been climbing up that corporate ladder and that degree has not defined me. Mm-hmm. So what defines me is I'm always willing to try something new and everything is teachable and I can, I know I can learn everything. And I, I'm so passionate about it. And so when you're passionate about something that you believe in, it's, it's just beautiful. And for me, it's, I'm not afraid now to speak my mind. Don't get me wrong. When I first started in my corporate job, I was like very observant, very quiet. And I think that's how I am in person too. I'm very analytical. I kind of have to analyze how's the room, who are these people? Like that type of thing. But now it's like, I feel fully confident going into a conference room full of men or men and women and just speaking my truth and giving my, you know, just my professional opinion. Definitely. It's very different because I have to wear my HR hat. So I have to kind of watch what I say versus, you know, when I'm a coach, I'm like, what the F beep? Like, you know, I'm just like more more in my flow, that professionalism. There's still some type of professionalism, but I'm more me, but it's nice to see how I've integrated who I truly am into my corporate job. And 
it's beautiful because once you step into your essence and once you step into doing what you love in your own self, once you really like step into who you are, you start showing up like in corporate now. It's like, I I'm, I'm me and people know me. Like I can say my corny little jokes and people will laugh. And it's like, it's beautiful to kind of merge the two together. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. And I imagine that that's where it gets fuzzy. Like that line gets fuzzy because you understand the freedom of being your own boss. You understand the freedom of having your own business, not having to filter, being able to show up at a meeting and wear whatever you want. Right. But then kind of blur that line when you go to work and you're like, Oh wait, I can't wear this lace thing under a blazer for this, or I can't say this, or I can't cuss, right. Whatever you, you think. So I feel like, hmm, like you do have to almost manage two personalities, but also it's cool that you have the balance between both and that you can do both. Since I was like I mentioned earlier, since I was in my hustle since so young, like since I can remember, finding my flow was so different for me. I'm like, what? What do you mean not planning? What do you mean just like flowing and not having an agenda? That was probably the most difficult for me. But I learned that about a couple years ago. And once I started surrendering and actually flowing, like things just naturally fell into place and it just felt so good. I'm like, wow, I don't have to plan. I don't have to force in my coaching business. Like I, I never feel selby. I, I never feel I come off some type of way because I'm like, you know what? If this person's meant to work with me, they are. If they're not, they're not. Mm-hmm. I don't force things. I let them fall as they should. I am completely surrendered in my coaching business. And then with corporate, it's very different because of course you have to make things happen. Hey, here's the project. Here's your deadline. Make it happen. How? Who knows? And you just make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, and don't come back until it's done. Bye. Exactly. Right? It's so funny. Exactly. So I've totally feel you on the love the hustle. We deeply love the hustle. Like even now, we just, right? Like we just love the hustle. That's why I'm like, hmm. And no matter what we do, we just, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's a lot of uphill climbing, but it's still fun for us. And I think that's why it's also been hard for us as multi-passionate women um, or people listening right now. They know my story that I just struggled with that as well, being multi-passionate, trying to find our thing because we care about so many things. And and I love that you said like everything is is teachable. I always, always say that is like todo en la vida se aprende. If I say, oh, you know what? I want to start this. Cool. How can I learn that? Right. Oh, I want to do this. How can I learn it? And we're both like that. So we're like, hey, like say if you were to call me tomorrow and be like, Jess, um, I think I'm going to become a ballerina instructor or something. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. So like we wouldn't even flinch because yeah. we would be like, yeah, cool. So I wonder if you could learn that on YouTube or if there's a coaching or like a course for that. <laughs> I know. That's, exactly because- that's us. <laughs> yeah, that's us. So that's why I loved when you, um, being your friend and also just from the outside looking in, I loved when you did narrow down your niche and you did pick coaching and then also more more specifically food and body how did you decide on that how did you finally narrow it down to to that type of coaching yeah it was a difficult road it wasn't easy for sure so for me i attended a lot of workshops i attended a lot of events i then i started like i i need to learn more about myself the first thing that i definitely realized that i did was I had to heal myself. So heal a lot of my trauma, a lot of the things that were blocking me from really living my best life and to reaching the goals that I was set out to do. Because I realized that no matter what goal I I made for myself, I would never complete it. And that was because of all of my my emotional baggage, my trauma, my my limiting beliefs. It was really me having to dig deep into that first. And honestly, 
hire someone. So that's exactly what I did. I hired someone, I hired a mentor. And after I finished with one mentor, I went into another. And that's how, thanks to me risking myself. And at first it was those limiting beliefs, like, wow, am I really going to invest this much money in myself? Like, this is a lot of money. I've never, all of these limiting beliefs will come up, but honestly, it's once you like you're worth it. Like you're putting money on yourself. It's not like you're betting on someone else. You're betting on yourself. And it's when you do that and when you sit, let's 10 exit, let's go all in. There's a moment of surrender. And that's when things start falling into place. So thinking like, who, who's this mentor? Like I was researching people who, who do I need to learn what from? Mm. And I would always at events, I would see people and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe this person. But when I knew it in my gut, when I'm like, this person has to be my mentor and I would speak out for them. And that's exactly how I fell into Hungry for Happiness was a certification I did. Um, and that one was, it was honestly very interesting how I came about it because it was, I was listening to the Angelie podcast mm-hmm. and Samantha, love Angelie. Yeah, we know. Yeah. yeah. And so I, that's how I ran into Samantha Skelly and I'm like, it happened in like perfect timing, like hearing Samantha speak about her coaching and all that, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. It didn't happen overnight. It's because I invested so much in myself, going to events, going to workshops, finding mentors to really take me under their wing and teach me what they knew. Listening to podcasts. Exactly. (laughs) Like that literally led you to her. Exactly. Okay. So then what does a food and body coach do? So food and body is something that's near and dear to my heart. So I've had a really bad relationship with food since I was little, I was called gordita. I was, you know, and that's in Latin, in the Latino culture, it's enduring, but really as a child, it kind of scars you like growing up being called gordita. It it really like affected my, my body image too. Mm. So growing up too, I suffered from body dysmorphia. So for example, I was weighing 134 pounds 19% body fat. But when I looked in the mirror, I saw myself at at my heaviest, which was about 200 pounds. And so I, every time I would look at myself, I would see the old me. And so what ended up happening is that it it was that yo-yo diet. It was back and forth, like seeking that feeling of I'm worthy by looking a certain way. And I never found it. Mm -hmm. So when I found Samantha Skelly and decided to niche within food and body, it's because it's something that I'm so passionate about. But really, if you think about it, like really my food and body, it's, it's my sign outside the door. But once you walk in, it's like, it's totally different. We don't even talk about food and body. What mm-hmm. we talk about is like real raw emotions. We talk about inner child. We talk about trauma. We talk about your protectors, triggers, limiting beliefs. The list goes on. Okay. So let's get back to your job. And then I wanted to talk about your side hustle. So now that people are listening and they realize those are two totally different worlds, right? Yeah. You're like, corporate boss bitch working with doctors on one side and then you're like flowy let's talk about feelings and inner child and all of the things on the other side right they're totally different worlds so how do you manage your energy when you're giving it 100% at work giving it 100% with coaching like yeah when you do something with so much passion it honestly the energy just comes naturally and it's always making sure you, you put yourself as a priority. So for example, me, it's fueling myself with the right foods that make me feel good. It's moving my body by working out, having a dance party, whatever it may be. It's really fueling myself first. Like I have to start off my day with a morning routine and with something that's going to make me feel good before anything, because 
if I just go straight to my corporate job and then straight to my coach, it's just draining. It just feels heavy mm-hmm. versus it's me like taking care of myself. Wow. I, when I feel like, okay, this, this is too much. I can't handle it. That's when I'm like, okay, I need to take a day off of work or I, I, I'm going to switch my, like my coaching schedule, whatever it may be. I listen to my body. But honestly, when, when you're just so passionate, it fuels you. And I always say 10 exit and meaning you go in 110% in in both things, because how you show up for one thing, you will show up for another. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, I realized when I was not fully myself into my corporate job, I noticed that my corporate job wasn't doing so well and neither was my side hustle, but it's because I wasn't showing up a hundred percent in both. So mm-hmm. I always say how you do one thing is how you're going to do another. So when I go and show up at my corporate job, I give it my all. I, I pour my heart into it. And then when I, same thing with my coaching, I pour my heart into it. So I always say, however you want to do one thing, just know it's going to reflect in another. Mm-hmm. And also to, for those of you that are like, I hate my corporate job. I want to leave my corporate job. Don't leave it from a place of scarcity. Because if you're trying to build a business and you're trying to build it from a place of scarcity, I'm telling you right there, those energetics are not good (laughs) and you're not going to attract your ideal client. I realized like, wow, I I thought I was one of those people that I want to quit my job and do coaching full time. Yeah. And then I realized, well, actually, no, I don't because I'm like, maybe I want to build slower, really listening to my body. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to build slow and see what happens. And I started giving the same effort in both my side hustle and my corporate job, I noticed a difference. And that's really where everything started turning. I started getting a promotion at work. I started getting more coaching clients because I wasn't building from a place of scarcity. Like scared money don't make money. You know, that was like the first thing that you said when you said that, that was my first thought. Yeah. Money doesn't want to be around where there's scared feelings, scarcity mindset. There's not enough money wants to be around all the positive vibes. Something too that you said earlier that wanted to, that I wanted to touch back on while we're talking about investments and money and I guess just like that flow. Really, I loved that you took credit and you said thanks to me for making this decision and investing in myself. Taking making that decision to invest in ourselves no matter what. Um, if you are looking to climb the corporate ladder, if you're looking to build a business, you are business, right? And that's that's one thing that I actually recommend to my clients too. We have a a pretty good conversation on changing the words spend to invest. A lot of times we say, oh, you know, I'm spending so much money or, you know, maybe your significant other would say like, you spend so much money. When I think of investing, I'm like, okay, this is going to come back to me. That's what it, what it took for you to transition from like, I'm struggling to find my thing. I'm struggling to really focus in on one thing, but I know that I need to work with somebody. And the first step is to invest in myself. Yeah, that's exactly it. I agree. And it's the thing that stops us is that scarcity mindset. Like I don't have enough, but let me tell you, I'm going to tell you all a big secret. There's so much abundance in this world. Like you can be abundant. I can be abundant. We all can be abundant. And what I say to you is question your limiting beliefs. What story were you told when you were little? Like, for example, one that we all know, money doesn't grow on trees, Mm -hmm. things of that sort that we were programmed. You need to really question that belief and rewire it because honestly, there's so much abundance. All it takes is for you to just be ready to receive and go out there and work for it. Yes. So, so good. And, and just in both aspects too, you're like, okay, I'm open for a promotion. I'm open for new coaching clients. That's what I'm putting out there. So like, at which point do you think that you would actually quit your job? I'm definitely not ready to leave my corporate job. I love it. It fuels me. It's all in my masculine energy. And eventually 
I want to marry the two together. So my goal would be to be an executive within a corporation and actually incorporate my life coaching skills within. So for example, how amazing would it be to be, before we start this meeting, let's do a breath work session and really get into our bodies and really speak from what feels right, what would feel right for the consumer, what would feel right for the patient. It just gives me chills because I remember in corporate a couple of years ago, it was like, how can we balance work and life? And it's like, we shouldn't have to balance it. We can have it all. And it's the integration starts at work, you know, let's, let's make 10 minute mandatory meditation at work. The work can pause and we can fuel ourselves taking a walk. And those are the types of things that we, well, I would love to see in the future. I would love to see that mainly let those life coaching skills, like, Hey, what, what's something traumatic? What's, what's triggering you right now? Why are you angry? It's not really the decision of, of the corporation. There's something else within you that's making you mad. Let's tap into that feeling. So it's really merging the two together. That would be my dream. Okay. But like that just made me want to work for corporate. <laughs> like if I'm like, maybe, okay. So, so here we are, here we go again. Like us, like, Hey Jess, you know, maybe we will just, maybe we should just start our own corporate company. Let's do it. <laughs> and we're like, Oh yeah, let's, this is our vision for it. We're just, we're so, that's so funny, but no, that really casted so much vision. And also too, like that would be so, so great because a lot of people are corporate people. They love their company. They love their mission, their job, and they love to be challenged by those, those things. And then to still show up and be like, Hey, we care about you as a person. We care about your energy, your, um, all of this stuff matters because it's feeding our company. So bomb. Wow. Okay. So then what do you think at, at which point would you decide, you know what? I think I should just double down on my side hustle. I think I should just double down on my coaching and maybe this is for you, but also maybe for people that are listening, that are thinking, all right, I do like my job. I do like my side hustle, but eventually, right? I think that's why we start maybe a side hustle is because we want it to eventually become the main hustle. And like you said, it's for you, it's, it might look a different way or it might be marrying the two, um, which is awesome. So that would be a great tip to anybody that's listening. So I would say for the side hustle is definitely build slowly and organically. When you build from a place, again, from a place of lack and fear, like I need to hurry up and build this quick, quick, quick. That's where mistakes happen. Start building from a place of your heart. Like what do you enjoy doing? If you love like your side hustle, start adding more creative twists to it. So, but me really coming from your heart. So something that you're going to enjoy doing and something that you're like, Hey, can I see myself doing this? Or maybe let's try it out and it didn't work and be like, okay, it didn't work. Let's try something new, but don't beat yourself up for it. It's really trying things that like that you're like, hey, this idea came up. I'm going to try and see if it works for my business. Like as soon as I'm off of work, I'm usually off of work 430 to five. And then I give myself an hour to kind of regroup. And then I start my side hustle again from like seven to nine, sometimes even 10. And it's making sure that if you're really wanting to leave your corporate job is investing that time, even on those days that you're so tired and you're like, I want to go to sleep. It's like, how bad do you want it? Mm. Spending your whole weekends on strictly, like if you're Monday through Friday and you're off Saturday and Sunday is really dedicating Saturday and Sunday to your business. Really? There's no days off. It's so nice because when you have a side hustle, it doesn't feel like a job. Like for me, it doesn't feel like a job because it's so, I'm so passionate about it. It just comes natural to me. So I always say, find something that you love. And when you do find what you love, it's just going to come naturally to you. You don't, it's not going to feel forced. It's not going to feel heavy. So that's what you do. You make sure that you give, you give it your all and you build it. You get that feedback, you build and 
if you're like, wow, I tried this out and it didn't work. Okay. It didn't work for me, but I'm going to try something else and just keep going, keep trying. And then you'll come to a point in your life where you'll be like, I'm ready to leave my corporate job and I'm ready to just give it all. Like Mm -hmm. the same 40 hours I gave to my corporate job, I'm going to give to really my side hustle. Mm -hmm. And you bring up a really great point because I think that one of the reasons why you're so good at balancing both is because you are so disciplined. And like you said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Uh, One thing that I always advise my clients as well is like, okay, when we're working the side hustle, when we're working the business, we sometimes it sounds so luxurious. So like amazing to be like, Oh, I'm my own boss. Beyonce says like, you don't have to call into work cause you're the boss, right? So you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. But then we get carried away in the sense of like, I'm my own boss. You know, I'll just relax today. Oh, I'll do this tomorrow. Or like we put things off and that's okay. Right. Intuitively and taking care of yourself. But at the same time, you have to find a balance between being your own best boss and then your own best employee too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Like even after a long ass day, you're, would I hire me for the side hustle? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because think about it like this. When you're at your corporate job, you have deadlines and you have a boss Mm. really in your business. You're your own boss, but you're your own employee too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to give yourself those deadlines to hold yourself accountable. Like, but when you start procrastinating and when you start like, I'm just going to flow, like it's all like, like you said, Jeff, it's, it's all a balance. So making sure that you're holding yourself accountable, like I'm going to set my deadline for next Friday. I'm going to get this out, do X, Y, and Z and make sure it's completed. And it, when it's not, it's like, you have to have, you have to hold yourself accountable, put it on your calendar and just make it, make it happen. Because when you don't, you only have yourself to depend on. You're your boss, you're your employee. And it's like, like you said, do you want to hire yourself as an employee? Yeah. And sometimes speaking on my behalf personally, I'm like, some days I'm like, yeah, I, I think you're fired today. Like, you know, like I would like, you got to fire yourself. Is that, is that a tip or? So definitely like for me, it's, I like to have everything on my calendar. Like, okay. For example, if you're going to meet with clients, if you're going to do collaborations, whatever it may be you're doing for your business, even to like setting time aside for like your budgeting for your business, your, you know, I have an Excel sheet for like, okay, my business expenses and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing too is definitely don't stay at your corporate job if you don't enjoy it. And if you're just doing it for the money, don't do it for that. Cause that's not enough reason. If you just hate going to your job day to day and you're like, I am so miserable. That's going to, that's going to bleed onto your business. That energy is going to bleed onto your business. So if you don't enjoy your corporate job, quit. It's simple as that quit. And if you're probably your some of you are probably like cringing, like, Jessica, what are you talking about? Yeah, this well, even right now you said that too. And even I, I don't even have a corporate job and I'm like, oh shit, that sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> as scary as it may be, start getting up, like get a part-time job. There's so many, everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. Everything. Okay. Did we, t- girl, I was just going to say that. I was like, you know, Marie Forleo did that. Yes. Yes. Marie Forleo quit her job. If you guys have not read that book, everything is figure outable by Marie Forleo, but she literally said, sorry, Jess, she said in her book, she was like, at one point she was working on Wall Street. Like she had this incredible job. She was like doing the most and people, a job that everybody would have wanted or, you know, killed for or whatever. And she just felt sick going to work. And then she was like, no, I want to focus on, at that point, I don't know what she was doing, maybe starting her coaching business, but she ended up quitting and she was working like as a bartender and like doing all these side hustles and now she's Marie Forleo you know what I mean so right when you said that I was like everything's figureoutable and then you said it so I'm like yeah 
Yes. And that's exactly it. It's like, honestly, quit because if it's that damaging to your health and especially your mental health, when it's like you dread going and you're just thinking the whole way into work, like, oh, I got to go. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just like so unhealthy. So quit. Honestly, there's so you can figure out a different solution. There's there's infinite amounts of solutions. So go find one. But don't stay just from a place of scarcity. Um, another thing, another tip too, is don't build a business from a place of scarcity. That energy does not attract clients. Like I said earlier, when you're coming from a place of like, you just sound salesy and no one wants someone salesy. It's just mm. be organic, be you. If that client's not meant for you, they're not meant for you. And there's more people out there. So just know is focus on your energy. Don't come from a place of scarcity. Like Jessica said, if you have to find like a side hustle as a bartender or whatever it may be, go find it in the meantime. But really find your ideal client and don't settle for less. Mm. I think that maybe everyone at one point can relate and you too, even though you love your corporate job now, but everyone can relate to working a job that you just felt unhappy going to Mm -hmm. where you literally clock in and you're like this, even on the way to work. So for me personally, I can tell you one specific job that I was like on my way to like, I would wake up and feel like, Oh my gosh, I have to go to work today. Anxious driving to work, anxious, like show up to work. And one day I got to work. I literally walked in, I looked at my desk and then I, it was a call center and I walked out, went home and I was home when Danny got home from work and he was like, uh, hi. And I was like, hi, what are you doing today? Like, what are you doing here? And I was like, yeah, I quit my job today. Like we were newlyweds. He was working part-time and was a student still at ASU. And I was like the main breadwinner. And I, yeah, I quit my job today. Like that just is not serving me anymore. So also think things through, but it just, for me, it was at that point where, like you said, it's just not worth your health. It's not worth like that toxic vibe, just not ignoring those signs too. So I just, that took me back to that experience that I, that I had and literally like for Danny to come home and he was like, why didn't you send me a text or something? I'm just like (laughs) sitting on the couch, like, Hey, I quit my job today. Like, you know, and And if I think back, I'm like, I wish I would have had a party or something to celebrate, you know, leaving toxic vibes and then just being like, okay, there is more for me or there is, this is just the start of something else. So true. And like, honestly, that actually leads me to my last um, tip and it's always put you first, invest in you, pour into your mind, body, and soul, because at the end of the day, that's all you have no business, no corporate job, nothing is, nothing matters at the end of the day. If you don't pour into yourself, mind, body, and soul, your mental health is so important. And it's like, when you sacrifice that, you sacrifice everything. Mm. Okay, Jess, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you one more question. So I feel like maybe there are some women that are really relating to you, to your story, or they're just workaholics. They are married to the hustle And then they have, instead of a side chick, they have a side hustle. Like they're like, they ain't got no time for anything else like dating, right? So it's like, I'm married to my job and then I've, my side chick is my hustle. Like I'm spent. How would you approach that from like a dating perspective? Maybe somebody that's really focused on building the business, building their career and they're doing both. What do you recommend? What do you do? Yeah. So it's definitely not easy. I'm going to be completely honest. I was attracting emotionally unavailable men and men that were intimidated by my ambition and by my success. And honestly, those are the type of men that I was like, I don't want to attract these men. So I took a break from dating 
And I started giving it my all to my corporate and my side hustle. But it's like, of course, after quarantine's over, what I want to do is really just put myself back out there. And mm-hmm. you have to date. You have, and one day you'll meet that person that's going to fulfill you. I know one day I'm going to meet like my future husband that's going to be like, yes, I totally like your ambitious. I support that. Like you go girl. Like I don't want someone that's going to be like, oh, that's, you're dreaming a little too high. No, honestly, don't knock it off the table. But if, when you feel like, okay, this isn't the right time. And that's something that I help my clients with a lot is I want you to love yourself and fulfill yourself so much that you don't need that love or connection from someone else that you fulfill it from within. See, like, I hate when people say, I want to meet my media naranja. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm a whole naranja. Okay. I want yes. the naranja. Yes. <laughs> no, you're a peach, you're a whole peach. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I want people to feel whole so they can attract another whole partner. And really, that's when that's when things happen. I think the prime example is you and Danny. You two are both so fulfilled, like you can have your own thing. Danny can have his own thing. And then you come together and bam, you are a power couple. That is gold, seriously. And that is what it's about. If you both don't fulfill each other, you both can both do your own thing. But you come together and you just make it that much bigger because you both are such whole people coming together. Mm, Thank you. Thanks for saying that. I think that that's actually an interesting topic too, because me and my husband, so me and Johnny, we've been, we started dating when we were 20. We're both the same age. We're 31 now. So we've grown and evolved, but I think back and, you know, and I've, we've always both been ambitious and even more so now, right? And I would say at 25, that's when se me prendió el foco. And I was like, I was always ambitious, but that was especially when I was like, I got to grow. And I started doing more personal development stuff, right? And I think to women like you and women that are, you know, women that are single, but they're so career driven and they're so ambitious and so hardworking and a matter like, you know, like, you know, I know that you're going to be successful. You're good at everything that you do, everything you put your mind to, but it's just as like, okay, how can, how do you even date or how do you find people that are going to match that? Because it's hard. Like you said, when you have so much self-worth and confidence and you know that you're going to, that you're doing big things and that you're living in your purpose. It's, I think it's so great that you're not settling for a media naranja. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let that be a testament to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. For those ladies out there that are single, it's like the right man that will, that's meant for you will come just give it time. Like don't pressure anything for now. Just focus on your like grind, like focus on your job, focus on your side hustle and in divine timing, it will happen. Like some, like you may meet your future husband at a coffee shop before work. Like, you know, if you work in corporate, you never know. Like we work with so many different business partners that you just, you just never know. So just be open to it, be open to the possibilities, but don't knock it off the table. If someone says, Hey, let's, let's go out for coffee. Hey, let's go see dating as exploration. Don't see it as man. I got to get, don't see like our jobs. Like right now with our jobs, we kind of see it as a checklist. Like we need to get this done. We need to do this. Mm. Don't see dating as a checklist because sometimes that bleeds over and then it makes dating no fun. Yes. Okay. That's like an extra bonus tip. Thank you so much, Jess. I'm so grateful for this convo. I'm going to go ahead and link where we can find you. Um, But is there anything that you have coming up or anything that we can support you on? I'm actually collaborating with Sylvia Brands. She is, she's one of our good friends. She's a life coach as well. And we're doing a revision workshop on July 24th. So feel free to go on to my Instagram at Jess Rodella and the link is in my bio. Latina business coach. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. If you want to keep hearing podcasts like this, nothing inspires me more than seeing that people are subscribing. So please subscribe, please leave a review, and tell me what are some of the key lessons you learned and how you're going to apply this to your business. Also, can you do one more thing for me? Take a screenshot and post it. I'll definitely share it and just remember one more thing. You could be one strategy away from making it big. Hasta la próxima. Say goodbye, Latina business couch. Say goodbye, Latina business couch.